Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Show on the Wild Style Network. Here are your hosts, Q, Smitty, Matt, and Jay Cam. Hey, it's Wednesday night, notebook wagering time. We are live from the Salisbury, fueled by Monster Energy. I am Smitty. I'm in studio. I don't know where my guy is, Q. Maybe he's looking for a house. We'll get to that in a second from last week. But I'm glad he's not here. I have so many notebooks right now laid all over the place. So I I, I was going to take up the whole... The whole table tonight but we got our guys from pittsburgh we got jay cam and we got maddie nails jay cam what's happening up in the pittsburgh area my friend it's lovely up here the weather the heat is broke it's a nice little fall has creeped in i had the windows down i was driving around and i wasn't dying it's was beautiful uh, you got college football finally kicks off i got the penn state rocking here we have the uh, big 10 saturday night as you've probably seen over and over and over again uh, against west virginia which is an old rivalry that really wasn't much of a rivalry but Good to have them back. And uh, so, Maddie, what do you got going on over on the other side of Pittsburgh? Yeah, I can't believe the humidity has gone, which is amazing, finally. Windows open, notebook grinding, sports ready. I know Smitty's ready for college football, Teaser King. I even have a play for him. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. Hey, I heard some guys talking about the teasers today because of the running clock, they say teasers might be more in play for college this oh, year. So I love it. Look out, some we can cover. So tune in. All right, I love it. I I lost. We'll recap here in a second with some of our plays here uh, from last week. But um, hey, so what we're gonna do tonight, everybody? We're gonna talk really fast about week zero. There was a couple games last week. We're gonna try to break down anything we saw. And then we're going to go into the SEC. And it's too bad Q is not here. He did. I'm going to try to bring up some of his thoughts because this is his conference. He's a big Florida fan. So it's uh, Q is working tonight. Um, but we're going to joke with him about losing his house here in a little bit. But uh, it, it might be better he's not here. Yeah, yeah, I know it might be. So he Florida is an interesting topic and he might get a little fired. He, well, this would have been the conference. He would have got fired up. But it's too bad he's not here. But um, we'll give out some of his thoughts on this too. And then we're going to try to... You know, we're going to go into week one. There's a lot of games. Uh, We're going to try to, any leans that we're thinking about or any plays we're officially on, uh, we're going to try to give it out to you uh, tonight. And hopefully we can win money and you can win money. And again, if you're watching us and you have any thoughts, we would love to see it. Send it to our producer, Scott, one of the best in the game right now. And he will get it out to us and we can read it on air. All right, guys, week zero. You know, there was only a couple games I think, you know, one, let's just go the Notre Dame game. That was the first game. You had Navy against Notre Dame over in Ireland. It wasn't much of a game. But any quick, really, thoughts on that game? Or were you impressed with Notre Dame, or was this just you have to sit and hold until you see with a little better competition? Jason, we'll start with you. I think I was more disappointed with Navy because that was brutal. Uh, you know, I really thought they would have a little bit better effort. Um, you know, we didn't see the offenses open as we had heard. And probably because there's no way they could have. The run defense, which was actually good for them last year, was just brutal. Notre Dame could have picked their score in that game. It was kind of a, a rough Saturday. I had Navy, I had uh, Navy plus 21. Yeah, I, I could tell by the middle of the first quarter that was pretty much a, a dead ticket. But, um, yeah, Notre Dame looked good. They, they didn't look like they did anything that you didn't expect them to. They ran the ball well. The defense was pretty good. Um, Sam Hartman looked good. I don't know if he looked as good as everybody's talking about, but Notre Dame looks like they're going to be pretty formidable. 19, think, out, 19 out of 23, 251, four touchdowns, but again, 
some of those pass plays, I think I could have thrown one. There were some guys that were just standing there by themselves. But I agree with the running the back. The running back was good. 16 carries, 95 yards. Matty, over, any uh, thoughts on this game? Were you just disappointed, too, with the Navy performance? Um, yeah, but I kind of expected with the big travel. I mean, it was basically a home game for Notre Dame. New coach, new philosophy. But, yeah, Jason's right. They Navy looked really really bad, but Notre Dame did look good. I'm not going to say they look great as we speak off our text string and Jason's like, you know, voters are already chomping at the bit, bump Notre Dame up. And we all know that'll happen to come week six or whenever the first poll goes up. But yeah, I mean, Hartman played really well. Joe Alden at left tackle is a monster. He's going to be a, a great pro. I think the running back S to me, I'm not even sure that's how you say it. But, yeah, I think Notre Dame probably could have ran for about 400 yards if they wanted to. But that played out perfect. That was a great tune-up. And as much as I love to bash Notre Dame, I can't do it. So I think they step one for Notre Dame this year, good start. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a lot of – listening to some other podcasts and some other shows, a lot of people were not high on that hire. They kind of wish Navy would have went in a different direction. That was, uh, you know, within the family. I think that guy got promoted up. That program has been a little iffy the last couple of years. So, and you know, the thing with Navy is they can't run the ball. I mean, they get behind a little bit. It's, I mean, they're, they can't throw the football. So, I mean, it's always hard. So I did play, I, that was, that was my teaser play. I had, I had the under and I can't remember what I teased it up to. You know, I took some advice, I think from both you guys. Probably, probably 54, Smitty. It, I had, I had under 49. And or probably fifty five. I had under forty nine and Notre Dame to cover, so started out two and zero. I would assume you got it to fifty five. It yeah, and I took your guys' advice. You know, you guys said soccer field. It was raining out, so I kind of threw that in. So that was one that um, I played. And you know, I'm going to just throw it really quick. I thought that Louisiana Tech, uh, Florida International game was going to go a little higher than it did, and it did not. And Maddie, you know, Maddie said he was opposite of that last week, and that's why you should listen to the show. We have different opinions. Maddie was right. I was incorrect, and that game was a conference play, and it was a little tighter. And that was what you saw in a lot of a lot of these games, guys, the last week. Some of these teams that were, like, behind were dominating, like, um, yards per, you know, the, the yardage and everything. Like, Louisiana Tech was really moving the ball. They just couldn't score. And they were behind. Yeah. They scored late, and they won the game. You know, you, you look at some of the other numbers – I, I really liked New Mexico State last week against UMass, and I put it in on the show. Well, that was a big loser. That was a, that was a loss for me. But they really moved the ball themselves. It just yeah. didn't they just didn't score, and they couldn't stop UMass. So, you know, we can get to UMass in a second. So I, let's go to another big game. This is a team that, you know, it's very high. Everyone's high on. But I want to ask the guys something. Is this going to be the same USC team that we've seen before? Because... They've, they beat San Jose State 56-28, but they couldn't stop anybody. Lincoln Riley brought in a lot of transfers in trying to like really get that defense a little tighter than it has been. I, I don't see it. So, Maddie, I'll start with you on this question. Same USC team, going to score a lot of points, but just give up a lot? Um, yeah. Uh, however, they do have six weeks, basically, Mm -hmm. of crap games to work on it. But, yeah, I mean, if you're giving up that many points and yards to uh, San Jose State, not only that, Caleb Williams was running for his life. He got sacked more than Cordero did for San Jose State. 
when you would think USC has the much better talent level. So that's not a, I mean, it's a good start. They, they scored and, and, and the offense played well, but it, it sure had lots of uh, faults. You have to correct, but like I said, six games to work on it when they get in the, the real play. So I, I'd still say, like, if you're a stock on this, it's, it's old. I don't think it's stock up. I don't think it's stock down. But um, Caleb Williams' is, Heisman did get off to a, a real good start. So, Yeah. Coach's dream game. You, you, never in doubt, but you got lots of bad film to go get chew out everybody about. They can make sure they yeah. improve. So, and that's exactly what they have. But like Maddie said, they don't really get tested again until maybe at Arizona State in four weeks, but definitely six weeks against Arizona. Arizona might be able to throw all over them, but we'll see. But, yeah, they really kind of get to ease into their schedule. So it kind of probably worked out for them. They have some bad film. Yeah, total yards, uh, 501 for USC, 396 for San Jose State. You know, the the one concerning thing, San Jose State yards per rush was 7.3. So USC better really figure that out. Because, again, when you play a team like Utah – and they can really go up front on you and pound the ball a little bit. You got to stop that. I mean, some of these teams will maybe try to slow it down. Now, you know, again, Washington, I think, is going to try to put points up. They're not going to slow anyone down. That game is going to be up and down um, with some of these teams in the the Pac-12. But Utah is a team that is a physical Pac-12 team that you got to keep an eye on. So, yeah, I kind of agree. You know, I I wasn't high on you. I mean, USC is a good team. They have so many weapons. But defensively, I said that all last year. I just didn't think they should have gotten the Final Four. I didn't like their defense. I thought they gave up too many points. And right now, again, this could be a concern. Quarterback also from San Jose State threw three touchdown passes. So, all right, really quick, one more game I think that was on. And, you know, this is the one we're going to poke a little fun. And we try to poke fun at each other when we miss. <laughs> Q, Q's, Q is all over Vandy. And, again, a lot of people were. I'm not ripping on Q because, you know uh, – I, I really thought I kind of agreed with Q. I thought I thought it was a tough spot for Hawaii. I didn't think Hawaii was going to really be able to come into that that so-called um, I guess <laughs> stadium. That I mean, lived up to every description. You, <laughs> I mean, we we really had fun last week when I I quoted some uh, Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley, and I even posted on our Twitter a little scene from the movie. And I think I did a Bob Vila should have been there helping uh, the stadium. I mean, what a joke, but you know, Vandy was playing well and it just got away from him. But I did hear it on one show guys. And then I'll let you take over Timmy Chang. The coach knew what the point spread was and was like, we're, we're covering that. And I really respect a coach that knows the point spread and knows <laughs> that his team's going to cover. Jason, overall, any thoughts? I, I didn't really write down too much on that. Any thoughts Listen, on the Vandy-Hawaii game? If you're building a program on the island, you better know what the point spread is because you know you are one of the most bet teams every single week. You are the chase game for so many across this country. But, no, I, I you know, they got humiliated last, last year out there at home by Vandy who just ran all over them in the second half as we talked about. You know, Vandy had good control of this game, but Hawaii kind of showed some spunk. You know, I don't think it's going to mean much in the Mountain West, but it means that they have a little bit of fight in them. And Vanderbilt probably <laughs> is probably going to end up where they're going to end up in the SEC when we talk about them later. But, uh, you know, they actually got rushed, which I thought was kind of surprising, probably like one yard. And the passing was about dead even on yardage. So, I mean, Hawaii was in that game. So, uh, give them some credit. But, yeah, if you're, if you're the head coach of Hawaii, you always kind of the point spread because you've got a whole nation of uh, betters out there following your, your every move. 
You you know it, back in the scoring too. You know it's like he has to know what's on late night Cinemax for the people on the East Coast, or <laughs> can we cover a game? That's what we're going there with. So, Maddie, any quick thoughts on the Vandy Hawaii game, and then we'll get into the SEC here. Yeah, never make a mortgage a Q mortgage play the first two or three weeks into a season. There's zero trends, zero knowledge, everything. Save that mortgage play when you see. Oh man. Look at this trend. Look at that trend. Bold move, cotton, but it didn't pay off. He, he had two mortgage plays on it. He, so he, he, he basically is like minus 10. He's like minus oh, 10. Did he? I, I forget what the other yeah. mortgage. I, and I will back him here. He's my boy, man. It was Notre Dame. Oh, okay. So. Well, okay. He is usually really good on those mortgage plays. He did a really good <laughs> job last year on those mortgage plays. So uh, just to recap my final, I went one and two last week. I did lose my teaser. I, I said that already. I did have New Mexico State that I put on the show, and then I did have Moneyline, and I said it on the show. I was going to probably, or no, I took the plus one um, Jacksonville State, which they won the game outright. So Mm -hmm. I did start the season one and two. So we're going to try to bounce some games here in a second. And just keep an eye. UMass plays again this week. That was plus 40, and now it's uh, plus, I think, 35. They're at Auburn off the top of my head. And Hawaii was, I think it opened at plus nine or plus eight. And I think it's down to plus three and a half as Stanford travels out to the islands um, this weekend. And that Stanford team, I don't think is very good. So maybe that's an upset. Maybe we should keep an yeah, eye on that. Yeah, that's kind of a disappointing thing there that Hawaii played so well, because that would have been a great spot to come back with the uh, rain- with the rainbows there. Plus nine of Stanford, who we know, we talked about how awful they're going to be. So now, you, now you're only getting three and a half, but three and a half might be enough. I'll take him with the hook. I kind of like it too. So, all right, here we go. SEC, again, we've broken down all the big conferences. So, please go back and check them all out. And again, as the season goes, I like going back and listening to them as the season goes to see, wow, I was on or wow, we were really on or man, what were we talking about? So, it's always fun. Check them out. If you're a Big Ten, Big Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, check all those shows out. ACC, we've done them all. So, SEC. So we're going to kind of do it the same we've been doing. Who do we think? Who's going to win this? Then we'll kind of go maybe with a sleeper in it or maybe an over-under play on it. And then, you know, I I kind of like hearing who's going to be the worst team, which I think we kind of know who it's going to probably be, but let's hear it. <laughs> so overall, Maddie, I'll start with you. Who's going to win the SEC this year? Bama. This is uh, we're, we're gonna get back. We're gonna get back to bully ball. Uh, Mr. Saban is probably a little irritated that that rival state UGA has uh, taken two in a row. Kirby's on a hot streak. Uh, I, I do want to like put a bigger, broader picture out there. When did the SEC lose all these amazing running backs? And when it was smash mouth football, now it's all quarterbacks. And throwing. However, the top two teams have quarterback controversy. Well, not controversy. Just uh, like you don't. It's a wild card. They're they're holding the draw four Uno card right now. It could go good or it could go bad. Like Georgia. I mean, it's Beck at quarterback, and then Bama. They still haven't named it. I hope it's Jalen Milrow for fantasy reasons. But I still like Bama. Um, I I love. Just give me the best coach. And the amount of five stars they have, although it's equaled by George anymore. But there's a couple surprising teams in here. We're actually excited to talk about it this uh, this week. So there's some sneaky plays. Okay. 
I have a couple surprising teams too. Diving into it, I like. All right, Jason, who do you think is going to win the SEC this year? I tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go still Georgia, the chalk, but I, Maddie's right. Like you look, their, their biggest weakness is there's literally one weakness, and it's quarterback. It might be offensive coordinator, but we can get into that. But uh, it really is the biggest thing. Like it's the second year in a row they've lost double digit guys to the NFL. So you wonder if that takes a toll on your program. Well, obviously, they've recruited really well. But um, the schedule is so easy for them. Like, it's, it's by far the easiest schedule in the entire SEC. And I just think that really is the difference between them and LSU and some of the other teams that are kind of right there is that they're just going to have a lot of off weeks to kind of circle the wagons and figure out what they're doing on offense and maybe bring along a, a young quarterback. And, hey, let's give Stetson Bennett some credit, too. You know, he was kind of the piece that was there the whole time. And that guy's a backup quarterback in L.A., and a lot of us didn't even think he was probably worth even uh, quarterback in the Georgia Bulldogs. So, I mean, maybe a little bit better than we thought he was. And we actually might see that here in the first couple of weeks with when they bring in, I think it's going to be Carson Beck to uh, run the Bulldogs. Smitty, where are you at with this? Yeah, I'm kind of going to go with Georgia. I just think Georgia overall is the best team. Schedule's very easy. You know, again, can this Beck kid, you don't have a 27-year-old quarterback like you had the last – Last year, however old he is. I mean, that guy's like Chris Wanky. I mean, Stetson Bennett's like 38 years old. He was quarterbacking. So it's always good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always good to have someone that age, you know, the maturity and in those tight games when they get behind. So we have to see with the quarterback. But I think the talent's there. I think, mm-hmm. you know, Bama's going to be good. I, question mark is the quarterback, what I have down in my notes. I think they're going to be really good. I think I agree everything Matt said there with Bama. I just think Georgia overall has the best team. Now, I'm going to go Q did send some comments here, so I'm going to give Q's information out. He thinks Bama's going to be a pissed-off team. He thinks they're going to win the West. And he said Georgia's going to be in the Final Four again, which kind of, you know, I kind of agree. I think that's kind of where everyone is. I think that's the two teams. Um I don't think we're really shocked if anybody else. I mean, is there okay? So let's go here. Who could then, if somebody falters out of those first two, who's your next team that's going to step up and win the SEC? Jason, I'll start with you. I'm probably going to go LSU. No, I'm not a huge Jaden Daniels fan, but they've kind of reloaded pretty quickly. They've really used the portal pretty well the last two years. Um, I think last year was the year to get them. And they kind of snuck by a couple teams that probably should have got them and ended up with a pretty nice record. I think they were 10 and 4. Um, and this year, they just kind of, you know, they've, they've done really well in the poll. Like I said, they've filled a lot of holes. They've recruited well, like they always do. So they've kind of got themselves back up to snuff. Now, I think the schedule is a little easier than Alabama's. So I definitely think they're going to be in the mix. You know, one game playoff against Georgia, they might have their shot, especially their quarterback's a little more experienced. And they actually have a pretty good backup in Nussmeyer. So that would be the team I would think would be. If, you know, Bama and Georgia didn't exist, that's who I would probably would pick in this league. What do you think, Matty? Uh, I I hate to agree just because we do a show and it kind of gets boring, but I totally agree. Um, yeah. I, I think – I actually think Daniels is probably the best quarterback in this conference, which might be crazy to say. They have a, uh, they're loaded a wide receiver. Now, John Emery, week one – is already out, the starting running back. So he's going to sit against Florida State. And as much as it pains me to say it, I despise Brian Kelly. I think he's just a <laughs> – I'm not even going to – I don't want to degrade the guy, but not a fan. Let's put it that way. Can, but, don't worry. 
But he is degrade him. <laughs> he is a really good football coach, and I think the second year of his system is when you make a jump. So whoever was in this system last year should have it down pat. And I think they're the team that does make the jump. Now they do have to go on the road and play at Bama, but their schedule's not it's navigable. So yeah, maybe they can get a break here or there. Who knows? Maybe it'll be bad weather when they play Bama and Bama might still be quarterback undecided by then. Who knows? But there is one other team that I would love to take a flyer on, but man, I, I can't do it. I, I think Jason's right, so I'm going to agree, and I think this whoa, team... Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's hear the team. Don't be holding back secrets. Yeah, I was going to say, because can I just jump in? Okay, let me jump in really quick, because I was going to say, then yeah. this show really sucks and really boring then, because I'm going to go LSU, too. <laughs> so, I mean, we you know, we're, we're going to make some... We're gonna be, we got to be different. We got to... And, and, you know, okay. people... If anybody at home right now is like, oh, geez, have these guys just been talking about the same... And look, I... I think LSU's the team because, Perfect. and then Maddie, let's come back to you with that. And then yeah, the hurricane takes up the hard left, wipes out Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, now. So oh. we've lost Alabama, we've lost Georgia, we've lost LSU. Who, who's your best team in the SEC? Okay, so let me let me finish on LSU really fast because I'm going to okay, just yeah. say 15 starters back. You got eight on offense, seven defense. I like yeah. Daniels. I think Daniel. I liked him at Arizona State. I just think it was a bad situation. They're favored in 12. The win total's nine and a half on the VEASAN magazine. I, I mean, man, oh, man, I love that. Last three games. Now, the, this game Saturday is big. Florida State, what a great matchup. That's going to be in a, in a really entertaining game. You know, the September 30th game at Old Miss is going to be tough. They get the final three games at home. Really like their offensive line. I had a question mark at the running back, too, reading stuff, looking at some information. But I think this team is. And Brian Kelly, again, I'm not a big fan. I still think one of the greatest videos is when he got hired and went down in that basketball game and was trying to talk Southern really good. I think that's one of the best things of all time. All right, Maddie, let's be different. Let's so people aren't tuning off on us right now or aren't going to listen to us. These guys pick the same things. There's no opinions. Maddie, who's the team that could do it? If this team was in the East, I would feel much better, but they're not. Uh, I like Arkansas. Oh. And I like it because of the one-two punch with uh, the quarterback, um, Jefferson, and then the running back, Sanders. So they're going to smack you in the mouth. They're going to run the ball nonstop. Can they get a break? The problem is they only have like three home SEC games, which is rough. So their schedule is really tough. Like I said, if they were in the East and they didn't have to play the big, the big boys, and I, I, I would put some money on it. I might look their team win total over, though, and see what that is. I haven't looked at it yet. But I think they are a sneaky team. They do have a good coach. I mean, he's done well there. They had some stumbles last year, and it took them an overtime game, I think, to beat Kansas. So, But I like their arrow. I like where they have, they have a great fan base. So you know they're going to get support. But, yeah, give me the long shot, the piece of money on uh, Arkansas. Oh, I like that. They're, they're stretch of – uh, September 23rd, October 14th, though, is at LSU, Texas A&M on a neutral, at Ole Miss, and then at Bama. Yeah. That is just yeah. brutal. I have, I have that down too, Jason. I have a big, I, and I just threw my pen. I had it circled. Like, I have a big circle around that right here in the right here in the notebook, you know. If they survive that, though, if they get one of those, that's going to be a great season because I think that in front of that and behind it is, is all winnable. But what, that if they, is, what if they right. get two of those? If they get two of those, I, you know, you might be talking about—I don't know what you might be talking about—but you'd definitely be talking about maybe winning the West. 
Yeah, that, that's why I said if, if that schedule was looking like, okay, Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida versus yeah. those four, I'd say yes, they can definitely win their division. But that's, like I said, that's the biggest hurdle. They're, they, their schedule is just bad, but okay. I okay. like the Okay, so let me jump in here because this was a team I marked for the win total I like to give out. They're fa- VEASAN has them favored in six. The win total was six and a half. Now, okay. this Saturday, they play Western Carolina at home. Win. Next week, Kent State. Win. There's two. Yeah. BYU comes in. BYU, I don't think it's going to be very good. We just broke them down. There's 3-0. and They should be 3-0. and Now, here's the stretch, everybody. Like Jason just said, at LSU, Texas A&M, yeah. which I think they can get. I, I kind of like, Tex- like Texas A&M. I mean, we can hit on them really fast, but I, that game's winnable. Because, you know, you guys say get one or get two. All right, at Old Miss. I mean, that will be tough, but that could be a shootout. I mean, that could be, that game's not. Alabama, okay, I think that's going to be a loss. But then they get back home here, October 21st, Mississippi State. I, I, I just don't think with losing Leach, that team's going to be tough. They're not going to be a very good this year. Yeah. Then they go down to the Swamp, November 4th. Now, I'm just going to say Q's here. That's a loss. All right, but that, I have that game marked down. I have that down. I, I try to always do key games, and that game's key. That's right worth the win total. Then they get Auburn at home, I think, win. FIU, Florida International, and then Missouri, and that's, I think, a rivalry game, I think, isn't it, with Missouri? Isn't that a rivalry game? Over with who? Missouri. Missouri? Yeah. It, it's become one, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that one could go. You know, those games can always go all over the place, but that's winnable, everybody. You like the over, man. Take that over. I don't know what the line is for it, but that's one I had marked down. And I do think that one of the key games is you got to get one of those or two in that stretch. But that Florida game, circle that down. I circled it in my notebook. I think that's a key game going into the swamp. If you can get that great quarterback, kids tough, running backs, one of the best in the nation. Now their defense, though, 28, they gave up 28 points last year. Get a little tighter, a little tighter here. And we can see something yeah, here. 470 yards. Yeah, it was a it was a shootout kind of year. So, all right, man, Eddie, I like it. I think you went out too. there. You went out there. I don't really have LSU was my team that I thought could really do something different. You know, I know some people are going to be on Tennessee. Uh, I love the yeah. coach. Offensive line's good. Weapons are good. You know, the big question is, and I'm going to go off with Q, and I had it down too. What can Joe Milton do? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the tough thing. Hey, now, listen, I'm going to throw myself. Under, when we were doing this show years ago, when he was going to be the quarterback at Michigan, I great arm. Kid has an unbelievable arm. Big kid, can run, can knock people over. Is the accuracy going to be there? That's the question mark with Tennessee. Q said, no way. Joe Milton's a bum. Yeah, I agree with that too. But they they have a pretty good kid behind him, and they just need to find a way to get that transition. It's not worth wasting the time on Milton, to be honest with you. Uh, that's a really complicated offense too. I mean, we're going to see how good Hendon Hooker was because a lot of deep, a lot of reads, a lot of things like experienced quarterbacks can do. And that's something Milton's really struggled with. I mean, how does how does a team like that with Milton at quarterback? How do you replace Hooker, Jalen Hylett, and uh, Cedric Tillman? That's so much to replace. 
coming in. I don't know what their depth looks behind those three, but all three of those guys are going to play in the pros at some point in time. Are the guys who are going to step in there going to be pros? I don't know, man. I don't think Milton's going to be a pro. So, they're, I mean, they're still pretty high on Phil Stills' uh, unit rankings. I think quarterback is like sixth. I think um, the um, wide receiver group sixth. Running backs are in the top 20, and so are the offensive line. So the offense should be okay. Defense is pretty questionable. I mean, it's all, it's all in the top 50, but it's really hard to gauge with the SEC. Like, that's what's funny with this league is that, oh, they're, they're units down. They're only going to win nine games. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when, when they go, it's really hard to – comparing them to each other is completely different than comparing it to the rest of the nation. So, but uh, Tennessee's a team I have down. Uh, the schedule's not brutal. But there are some spots where I think they can get stuck. They have a tough little three-week stretch where they go A&M at Bama at Kentucky, who I think is a team that, like, could be live as well, depending on the quarterback play that they get. But – they look like they're going to get back to Kentucky football this year. Um, schedule's a little rough, but still pretty good talent. And a lot of a lot of still still ratings on the starters, so talented bunch. I, have, I was going to say, in, in, like, like I kind of do a grouping and a ranking. I have three teams in the East where basically I have them circled all together, and it's a coin flip, in my opinion. And I think it's Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina. I know – you would put Florida in there, but I have stock down on Florida. Uh, I'd rather have Matt Mertz plumbing than Graham Mertz at quarterback. But <laughs> I agree. I, 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 I mean, I think Billy Napier goes on the hot seat. Not only that, Florida has the hardest schedule probably in the SEC. So I don't understand how they can get over six wins. No, no, no. Florida has the hardest schedule in the country. Well, I was just summing up there. It's still the hardest in the SEC. I know, I'm just saying, but, like, it's that hard. Like, it's hard on both ends and the SEC in there. So, they go to Utah. They get Florida State at home at the very end. I mean, McNeese is a cupcake, and then they have Charlotte, which is a cupcake. But other than that, they play Tennessee at Kentucky. South Carolina is a game I think they can win. And then the end of the stretch for their schedule was Georgia, Arkansas, at LSU, at Missouri, Florida State. I actually think Missouri could be interesting. I, that would be the team I'd probably swap out from South Carolina in your grouping. Because I, I think South Carolina, if you think about last year, it wasn't looking all that great until they kind of had those two big wins late over Clemson and Tennessee. Um, and I just think that his, he's kind of gotten ahead of the curve where they haven't recruited well enough to backfill. And I think there's a little bit more expectation than they probably should have. And they have a good quarterback. They have a good secondary. But everything else in between is kind of eh. All right, we're gonna, I'm, get a good, I'm we're gonna get a good test for South Carolina though, right out of the gate. North Carolina, South Carolina, week one. We'll talk yeah, about that. In a, we'll talk about that in a couple <laughs> minutes here. So I'm trying to keep up with everyone here with Q tonight because again, Q, this is his favorite conference. Wanted to get his info out. He really likes and enjoys and knows this in this conference very well. Now again, he's a Florida fan. He says they're going to be seven and five with the ceiling. Could be eight and four. I, okay, let me give my two cents on Florida. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't either. Okay, so, you know, 11 starters are coming back. Uh, I'm just going to go off the Visa numbers. Their under, uh, over-under was five and a half. They really like the under. They're favored in four. I like their running backs. I really do. Mm-hmm. Running backs are really good. Wide receivers are not bad. Defense should be getting better. I think the thing again is with a team like this is you got to be patient. I, I I like the coach. I do. I think he plays. I liked where where did he come from again? That I I uh, Louisiana. 
Thank you. In Alabama. Yes. I mean, really in Alabama. Louisiana. I couldn't think. I, You know, watching that, I liked how they play. They pounded the ball. They're a tough team. He seems like a tough coach. I like him. I don't like the quarterback at all. I think it's a bad quarterback. And like you said, I just think looking at the the schedule, I just think it's really tough. I, I, I see, man, I see five wins, maybe six. Maybe six with Florida, but I'm going to go more five. We'll get into that game coming up here in a couple minutes, but he's a little higher on them. Uh, LSU, I just did, I wanted to give out his thoughts on LSU. We were talking about them. He has them 10 and two. So he's very high. All four of us are very high on LSU then this year. So uh, Kentucky's a team I like with the win total. They're favored in six, the over under six and a half. 14 starters back now. The only thing, their defense only has five coming back. I like the quarterback. It's the NC State uh, transfer, but they lost. You lost Rodriguez, the running back. You look at their schedule, though, and I had it up here. I really think this is Ball Ball State this week, then Eastern Kentucky, then Akron. Then they go to Vandy. Vandy still has a stadium. Who knows? You might have more stadium by that. Well, they might, or they might be playing at a high school. So we'll have to see. You don't hang the scoreboard off the crate again? You know, is that, is that our thing? Is that our niche on this show? Like we went with the Oakland, the possums, and we ripped on their stadium and everything. Now we got Vandy. We just go in. So I guess college basketball, we'll make fun of someone's gym here coming up in college basketball season. I think it's low hanging fruit, but yeah. Okay. So here, here's their key game again. And it's Florida again. They get them at home. Yeah. That's the key game because if they start off 4-0 and they can beat Florida and go 5-0, and then you go to Georgia. Okay, that's not going to happen. Then you get Missouri at home. Then Tennessee comes in. I like this. I think it's a good bet. I mean, Kentucky needs to tighten up on defense. I'm a little worried on defense. I think they're going to be okay. I think this is a team that is going to get over that win total. This is one of my favorite plays in the SEC. I think Kentucky goes over six and a half. They get seven or eight wins this year. Anybody thinking I'm crazy on Kentucky? No, I kind of like them too. I mean, like you said, that you hit the stretch where they need to be Florida. That's a, that's a key part to their uh, totals. And then, you know, Tennessee with them, that's always a crapshoot game. I mean, that's a rivalry game, and it could go either way. I think it will this year too. Um, I can win Mississippi State. I mean, they get Bama at home late, but Bama will probably be fixed by then. So it's kind of a shame, but uh, I, I think they can at least, you know, at home give Bama a game. And I, they don't get to see them too often uh, in Lexington. So, um, and then at Louisville, South Carolina, I think they can win both of those games. You know, they're on the road. Um, the quarterback might be an upgrade. I'm not a big Will Levis fan. And uh, the running back, you, you mentioned they lost Rodriguez, who went to the, the Commanders, but. They got uh, Vanderbilt's running back who was really good last year. I think he was the leading rusher in the SEC. So um, the key to them is just getting the offensive line right because that's kind of the, their, the key to their team always. Q has Q has them at eight wins too. So Q has yeah, over think- two. So I like that. I like that. All right, guys. Um, let's just hit on, and if you guys want to throw one more quick team, I'm just going to throw out a, because we always – over the last couple of years, we've had the the legend out of South Carolina, Steve Tannehill. He's a good friend of ours, and he comes on our show, and we're going to try to get him on here in the next couple of weeks. And so we like South Carolina. We pull for South Carolina. I like South Carolina. Mm. I like South Carolina still. Now, I'm not crazy. I mean, I'm not going to go crazy here with South Carolina. They're six and a half, too. They're favored in six. Here's the thing with South Carolina. 
Big game this weekend. We're going to talk about it here in a couple minutes. Radler. Now, Q is not high on him. Does not like him. Said he's a bum. Now, earlier in the year, he wasn't playing well. At the end, he lit it up, though. He played great at the end. And I heard some from some shows that he was looking fantastic in camp. If you get that kid that was supposed to be the superstar, maybe the number one pick, could this team surprise some people? Maddie, any thoughts on South Carolina? Yeah, um, I think you're right. Uh, they have good talent. They're not, they're not great talent. And it, it's just like you guys broke down Kentucky. Kentucky's going to be based on Devin Leary, I think, and how he plays. And like you just said, Smitty, it's all Rattler all the time here. So does he, does he regress to, what was it, his second year at Oklahoma when he basically got benched? Or is it going to be his first year at Oklahoma when he was uh, up for the Heisman? So, I mean, I like South Carolina. I would put them behind Kentucky and behind Tennessee. I would have them fit, or fourth in the SEC I like them better than Florida, though. So I can't – I would I would stay away. Personally, I would stay away from South yeah. Carolina. Risky. Yeah, I'm worried about the front seven. Uh, the worst uh, D-line is the worst linebackers in the SEC. They got run on last year, almost five yards of carry. If you look at the way this league is this year, there's so much quarterback turnover and, like, so many good offensive lines. It definitely looks like you're going to get back to old-school SEC where it's going to be more conservative on offense, more running – they're not equipped to handle that at all with this defense. The secondary is pretty good, which will match up well this weekend. But other than that, really some question marks. Not a, No running game, probably. They don't really have the running back. So it's wide receivers and Rattler and an okay offensive line. I just don't. I think it's just a bad mix. I think the schedule is actually pretty tough. You talk about their non-conference. You got North Carolina and then Clemson at the end. Yeah, I actually have them behind Florida. I think Florida will do a little bit better, if they, especially if Florida can figure out a quarterback. Um, so I actually, this is a team I think is actually down. I, I would actually might think about playing their under wins, which I think is like seven. Okay. There's the SEC. Anybody final thoughts? Did we miss a team that you really want to talk about? Yeah, one. Okay, go real for quick. It. Go for it. You said it just real quick early. Texas A&M is super intriguing. Oh, yeah. A lot of talent. I just don't think Jimbo Fisher is a good coach. I don't think they can put it together. I mean, that's a program that has endless money and resources and a huge fan base and following, but they just never put it all together, and they never have. So I don't think they're going to, but I think they have the potential to knock someone off. I don't know who it's going to be, but I think they're the team that if if you're going to bet week in and week out, they're going to pull – they're going to pull an upset on someone sometimes. So they they have Bama at home, and they've they've already did that once. But yeah, no, you're exactly right. And then uh, I just learned today that they're not going to let Petrino call plays. I don't even know what the point of bringing him in was. Uh, but they, it's a really talented team. The defense could be really really good for A and M, and then the offense will be as good as the quarterbacks are. Um, the team I'm interested in, and I thought I was actually going to go against them, but I'm kind of intrigued by them now. Is Auburn? who's nowhere near as bad as I thought they were going to be. Now, I don't know what the quarterback is going to be. I mean, we, we've seen their guys. They're both kind of limited. Like, you have the, the Thorne, the guy from Michigan State, who can't run. He's a decent passer. And then you have the runner, who had a pretty good game against Penn State last year, but didn't really play well overall. But they've been in a lot of transfers. you got Hugh Freeze, who likes working with nothing. 
Um, he knows that this year doesn't mean anything, right? It's just curious. I'm just, I'm just interested. They're way more talented than I thought they were going to be. Now, he came out and said that they're worse than he thought they were. But, you know, that's just a new coach in the SEC being smart and knowing that everybody hated how Harson recruited. But I'm just really curious. I think they're a team like Maddie said, like, they're going to ruin somebody's season. Uh, could be Alabama's at the end of the year, whatever. But it just seems like they have some pieces there, more than I thought they were. And they're going to be huge on the defensive line in a league that looks like they're going to run the football this year. Yeah, I just like 20 guys coming back. You have 10 yeah. on offense. I think the quarterback's back. 10 on defense. You know, bad numbers last year. The quarterback play has not been good. And, again, I, I when you sent that text today about him not calling plays, I, I said the same thing. Like, oh, what, who's calling plays then? I mean – you got to change a place from last year. You couldn't do anything on offense last year. I mean, so you bring a guy in like that, let him call the place. Like, what are you doing then? Why'd you hire the guy? I think this team, I kind of like this team. I mean, I like LSU, I like some other teams a little, but this team I think could compete, could compete good. Just Q, South Carolina, six and six. I just wanted to give it out. He thinks they're going to be a six and six team. I don't see a Texas A&M thought from Q on that. So I just wanted to give out all his overall thoughts on this uh he thinks auburn's going to be competitive we'll get to auburn here because a lot of people they play umass and a lot of people are jumping on umass this week so we'll talk about that here in a minute so all right that's the sec we'll see how we play out again like i said go back and check all our conference previews out we have a blast breaking them down and see how we do all right guys the big week starts tomorrow night can't wait. Some great games tomorrow night. Well, maybe one or two. In my, in my opinion, great. I like, see, I like watching like Nebraska, Minnesota. I'm a, you know, I'm a big 10 guy a little bit. I know it might be really boring to a lot of people. I kind of like it. It could be boring. Um, but there's some, to me, some intriguing games tomorrow night. I want to see like UConn, you know, UConn had a pretty good year last year. I want to see what this NC state team has. You know, things like that as a gambler, I mean, maybe not big, big games, but as a gambler, I just want to see where the line is, where it ends up, and then take some notes and see where we go. But, okay, let's break down the biggest game tomorrow night, Florida-Utah. Again, that's the biggest game. You know, this one's tough, and I, I locked this in on a teaser. I have a teaser play that I did in the summer, and I have to stick with it. I wouldn't do it now. Uh, I wish I could get out of it, but I can't, so I'm just going to roll it out. That's the way I do it. So Utah opened at nine. It's down to four and a half. It might even be dropping more. The total opened at, I think, 60 and a half. It's down to 44 and a half. You know, the big question is, the Utah starting quarterback does not seem like he's going to play. And their backup's out already. Then you had the third and fourth. I was listening to the show today, and they said, they don't know who won the job, but they said the fourth strainer was better than the third strainer. <laughs> So, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, I'm not breaking down Utah practice film by any means here, but, you know, I think it's a tough environment to go out to for Florida still. Can Utah, here's the big thing, can Utah really beat them up? Can they just pound the ball and beat them up a little bit? I, You know, I'll give my teaser play, and it was a summer teaser play. Who wins this game really quick, Jason? Big game tomorrow night. Who gets the win here? I'm going to go with Utah. Four and a half still scares me a little bit. I don't think this game is going to be that far apart. And it really comes down to quarterback, just who's at home. If this game was in Gainesville, I definitely would take Florida. 
But I just don't trust Graham Mertz on the road. I don't trust Jack Miller on the road. I don't trust whoever. That Florida quarterback room is, is, is a hold back. Now, if they can run the football, which they're going to, because, like I said, they, they don't really trust their QBs, then they can win this game. But Utah's, like, the Pac-12 teams, this is probably the sturdiest on the line. And uh, But, you know, you saw Penn State kind of ran through them in the Rose Bowl. You know, the Florida line, the SEC guys, and they got that, that really good running back room, they, you know, they can make this kind of interesting. But I'm still going to lay the four and a half, but I, I'm nervous about it. I'm really nervous just because what what the line started out at, seven. Then I heard it went nine. all the way down. I had it down at nine as it opened, I think, in the summer. It started at nine. That was definitely with rising healthy. Then it went, I heard, all the way down to three and a half. Now we're up to four and a half. So, they're going to run the ball, period. There's no way they can trust whoever's going to play quarterback. Jason summed it perfectly. If this is in Florida, it's a Florida win. This is a steer clear for me. I think Utah does win the game. I'm also going to say somebody throws a pick six in this game. <laughs> These quarterbacks are not good on either side, I don't feel. I think Florida's just weak in the trenches. Home game, rowdy crowd. Give me the better coach. And the home team and a nail butter though, like a twenty to nineteen kind of crap game. Yeah, I, I I'd stay off because here's the here's the thing with this. Utah sent out their depth chart the other day, and the, the starting quarterback was listed number one. So everyone's like, "Oh, he is going to play." Well, it doesn't sound like he's going to play. So that's the question: like, who's quarterbacking for Utah here? So it does not sound like it's going to be this, this the star quarterback here. I would I would stay from I would stay really not anywhere close to this game right now. I'll just sit back and enjoy it and really break it down and see what we have here. I did jump in a teaser play in the summertime. So I have Utah minus three and I have Minnesota down to minus one. That was a teaser play. I'm sticking with it. I have it. That's my play. I'm going to see what happens here. But really, a lot of people to give advice, a lot of people I'm listening to that I respect, they like the under in this game. Hey, let's let's do real fast before we move on. Can someone just one of you two explain to the audience if they have not picked up the new rule change this year with the uh, the running clock after first down? Because that can come into like some over unders and stuff. The clock's running nonstop, right on the first down. Is that correct? Yeah, it, except for it, it goes back to like I guess there was a time when this was the rule. So in the last two minutes, it will stop on a first down to, yeah, to set the chain. But for the rest of the game, it's like the NFL rule where if you get a first down, game continues to go, and then you know you just the, the chain crew has kind of has to get it together and move along sidelines. Um, okay. It basically they think they're it's going to take away about twelve plays a game. I think is what they're estimating right now. Now teams that run the football, it's going to have more of an impact. I, I definitely think it helped Navy keep the game close. <laughs> um, but for passing teams. The same rules where if you go out of bounds or if it's incomplete pass, it still stops. It doesn't affect it at nearly as much. Um, so but that's it. I mean, you're kind of losing. The, I guess the coaches wanted that. They wanted to shave some plays off. A TB kind of wanted it because it shaves um, some time off the end of the game. Too, too, much, too many games were kind of leaking over into the next time window. So uh, they made the decision to go back to a really old rule. And we'll see how it plays out. I think conference play will have a much more of an effect. And it could have an effect in leagues like the SEC where I think we're going to see a lot more running because we, we've seen so much quarterback turnover and we see a decent running back groups all across the conference. Casino Pac-12, too. We've talked about that league likes to run the football, even though you think of it as a passing league. So uh, that's where to keep an eye on it. And then the Big Ten, obviously, especially the Big Ten West, it will definitely have an impact. So, so 
So, Jason, let me ask you a question, though. Um, with this running clock, and you said teams are going to try to run more, would this potentially help for betters and fans out there a potential long-shot running back candidate for the Heisman then? I, th- I think it's potential for that. I think just because if you look at the whole field, you see a lot of quarterback uncertainty. So I think that helps the running backs as well. Like, you know, programs that traditionally have Heisman candidates, like Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, a lot of question marks the quarterback for those programs. I, I just think, I think this could be a year where somebody sneaks in differently than a quarterback. And I also think it's like the voter burnout. Like, do these guys really want to see Caleb Williams win it again with a team that's eight and four goes nowhere? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Should he, if he throws 4,200 yards and 45 touchdowns, probably should win it. Yeah. I think voters need to watch the games with their eyes more. I, I hate the fact that it's become the best player on the best team. It wasn't always that way. In fact, it used to always seem like it was a guy on an 8-4 and four team who did have just a crazy number a year. Like, you know, the Flutie teams that in Boston College weren't great. And, you know, the Houston teams that Slingler and, like, Andre Ware played were two or three lost teams. Like, that, that doesn't seem to happen anymore. Like, the kid from Virginia who's playing for NC State now. So I got quarterback the year. I think he had Virginia to 10 wins that one year as a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. How was he not a Heisman candidate? He threw for 4,000 yards out of nowhere. He, if, you know, when they, he missed one game, and I think they lost to somebody really bad. I mean, it was pretty clear that he was one of the best collegiate football players. So I would like to see the Heisman get back to that. So if that's what we need, if we need more running backs winning the trophy, I'm good with it. All right. So let's just kind of bounce through. We got about 10 minutes here. So any plays, any leans? And again, tomorrow is a shorter slate. I did jump on one more. I am playing the under. 55 and a half, Kent State, UCF tomorrow night. Interesting. It's um, 60, yeah, that's weather affected, right? 62 and a half at open and went down to 57 and a half earlier in the week, and it's down to 55 and a half. And there's a good chance there's uh, rain tomorrow night from the hurricane that just kind of went through. So I'm going to play that. Um, some of the predictors I ran through, it was under that. So I'm going to take a chance on that tomorrow night. I'm playing the under 55 and a half, Kent State. Both teams, are, both teams like to run it, too. Like UCF, you think of them as a wide-open offense. They like to run the football to start it, and Kent State, same way. Um, so I like that play. I'm curious about Nebraska and Minnesota because, you know, Rule usually likes to take over these programs that are completely decimated, and, you know, Nebraska's really not. Like, they have some talent. So does he, like, throw away this year to kind of rebuild all the systems like he has other places, or can he actually win with guys right away? And I think Minnesota's a good, solid team. It's a tough team to play right away because they, they kind of know what they do and uh, they're going to be okay. Seven seems like a lot in that game, but I don't know. I, I'm just curious about that. The game I like is Friday. I like Miami over Miami. Hmm. Yeah, but I want to take the Ohio kind, get oh, the 17 and a half the over, the, over, the, okay. over the, the Florida kind. Now, you know, Hurricanes are not a real explosive offense, even though they have to throw it around. It's like it's been dinged up in practice. Uh, Miami's real solid. Um, they keep guys in front of them. They don't give up a lot of explosive plays to begin with. So you have an offense that's not explosive against a defense that likes to contain explosiveness. And I think they can score enough points on that defense. Like, they've got a bunch of guys coming back. Quarterback's coming back. He was dinged up early last year. He came on late for them. And they have a pretty solid backup because he got a lot of experience last year. So I'm not a real big fan of the Canes. I'm not a big fan of Crystal Ball. I think this is a nice spot for the, the Red Hawks to kind of Give a little Mac pride down in South Florida. One of the predictors right. I run through, uh, Jason, has that game really close to. I, I got a couple. Smitty, you might really enjoy one of them. 
you hit already on it. Uh, I'm like Minnesota in a teaser. Tease it down, oh, get them to that point or half a point, whatever you can find. And then I like Utah State playing Iowa. How is Iowa with an anemic offense and McNamara probably won't play, favored by 20-plus? Add six points to that. You're telling me Utah State can't cover? Now, why is Mac? I, I missed that. I don't have Why is he not playing? Yeah, I didn't I know heard. That. He's hurt. Good, Jason. No, I didn't hear that either. I, I do see the line down at 23 and a half now. So there's definitely some. Uh, yeah, I heard he's not going to play. I don't know why. I heard a rumor, but everybody said, man, hammer Utah State, tease it up, get more points. Yeah, because I, 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 Matt, I kind of agree. I had this game down and I was kind of like leaning because, again, I'm a fan of McNamara. And again, I think he's a good quarterback. I'm not saying it because he was a Michigan quarterback and I said it on the Big Ten show. I think he's a good quarterback. But they only, I mean, they didn't average a lot of points last year. Did they even get to 25 points? Like, how many times no. did they get to 25 points in a game? McNamara, questionable with a leg injury. Not not probable or anything questionable. Uh, it looks like a quad injury. Eight, whoever it is is going to hand the ball off anyway. Utah State's run defense is really bad. Well, yeah, Utah State's really bad, but, I mean, yeah. just, just covered. I, I can't. They're favored by that much, but I think it's going to be. You're going to see, I think, a different Iowa because you have to, right? Brian Ferentz's job's on the line. They have to average 25 points or he loses his job. So this is one of those games where they're going to have to kind of build up a little supply of points, don't you think? So I think the defense will give Utah State problems. They lost a lot of guys. They changed all their coordinators. Uh, the O line's bad. The quarterback's bad. So I think you'll see a pick six or two. So I, I actually I'm staying away from that game because of that. Because right. I, I just like I say if Utah State was a little more feisty, I love that play, but they're they've fallen off from uh, where they've been. I, I I need a favor from you guys uh, before we wrap up here. Can either of you talk me off of taking Florida State plus two and a half? I like LSU in that game. I don't. Oh, that's tough. Sounds like you can talk me off of it. I can't. I can't talk you off. I. No, I think I mean, I mean that game could go either way. I mean, Florida State yeah. has a really good team. I'm not. I mean, that I game think, could go. I just like I. I just like LSU a little bit better. Mitty, what if you tease Florida State up to eight and a half? I would I, like that. I, I would. Yeah, I'd do that. But I, I again, I like LSU in that game. So I mean, I just I might. So that might be my. I might go a little Smitty week one teasers. I might do Florida State up to eight and a half, and then take Duke up to nineteen against uh, Clemson. Clemson. I like that play as well. I'm going to look. I, I want to try to only do one or two teasers each week in college and one or two in the NFL this year. Hey, one I jumped on here. We only have about five minutes, so we're going to go rapid fire here with some games and try to give you out as many leans as possible, and you can look into it. I love TCU. Q's on TCU, too. I got him, I think, tonight, 20 and a half. I think they throw it on Colorado. I mean, listening to stuff, they said if Sonny Dykes can throw 70 on him, he's going to. They know him. He's from Dallas. His kid's from Dallas. Like, you know, they recruited that guy. Like, I think TCU and, like, the guys on TCU are more than happy to uh, pummel the Buffaloes. And, you know, you listen to some of these podcasts. They're like, these coaches don't like Dion that much. I don't – well, you with all the hype he gets. And And that's what they – all the money he gets. I wouldn't like him. And they said – hearing some things, they said the D-line's bad. The offensive line's not good. They said, now again, what's this kid going to do? And we said it on the Big 12. Is he going to be the Jackson State quarterback? Or is he going to be a kid that can step up 
and in a bigger conference and play. And these teams can lay it on them. And TCU's a team, if they can throw 70 on you, they're going to throw 70 on you. I think TCU blows out Colorado Saturday. Yeah, I agree. I think that quarterback, too, is going to want to show that he could have did that last year as well. You got to remember, he lost his job first quarter against Colorado last year. Um, but, no, I think Sanders, the quarterback, and I think the running back for Colorado are capable of playing at that level. I think everything else is kind of like, oof. <laughs> so, Hopefully you mean that freshman running back. Yeah. Oh, good. So, but uh, looking at other games, yeah, the Iowa game, I don't know about that one. That's just – so tricky. I like Hawaii with the three and a half on Friday night late against Stanford. I think Stanford's awful. Just reading that. And I, I think that one game under their belt, I know people think going back to the islands is going to have an effect on Hawaii. I really don't think it's going to, though. Going to West is always easier than going East. I, um, I have one other play so far. I have the Boise State going to Washington over 58 and a half. I think it's shootout time in, in uh, Husky land. Yeah, it'll be interesting there, right? I mean, we, we Washington is there's Achilles Hill is a secondary. Everything else is pretty good. They're going to score some points in that game. Boise, yeah, they're, they're going to air it not out. Boise anymore. Boise yep. is just a team from the Mountain West that probably is not as good as San Diego State. Yep. I kind of like okay. So really quick, some of the leans I had down, I kind of lean. I think Penn State's going to blow out West Virginia. I really do. I kind of lean that a little bit. Now, these are not plays. These are lanes. I like Army. I like this, like the line move in Army. They play uh, Louisiana Monroe. I like UTSA over Houston this week. I think Texas A&M wins big. I have them down. I forget who they play. I'm trying to find all these games. I have them all written down, but I like Texas A&M and a lean. I think Ohio State blows out Indiana. And I don't like the quarterback, how they might go back and forth a little bit and play, but I just think it, Ohio State has way too much talent for Indiana. I think that's going to be a blowout. I like Wisconsin, but again, I want to see this air raid in Wisconsin. I want to see them really changing that we've seen since we've been little kids growing up, how they pound the ball and they're going to throw the ball now all the time. Yeah, we didn't do the max. I don't know where Buffalo is at right now because they were kind of trending in the wrong direction. Yeah, they're bad. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, because they, they lost the guy, the Kansas coach, who really built that program up. And yeah. uh, you can tell last year it was starting to decay when you watched them on Thursday night. So They're a bad squad. I look at them. Um, the only other game that I looked at is the bottom feeders of the Big Ten, Northwestern Rutgers. <sighs> Rutgers is laying six and a half, but it's that. I don't know what their field is, but I just love the name of their gym, the Rack. So I'm going to call it the Rack, outside Rack. It's, is it the uh, Jersey Mike's Stadium? I don't know. I think it. Well, no, Jersey Mike's is the uh, the rack is now Jersey Mike's too. I can't remember what the uh, the football stadium's called. And yeah, I mean, I, go ahead, Jason. I'm sorry. No, I don't think I, is Northwestern going to be that bad or after bad, or is this like their last the one game where they put up a fight because they're playing a the team that's pretty much equal with them? I think they're that bad out of the game. Yeah. So what about the North Carolina South Carolina game? We we talked. We hinted at it. Yeah. Does let's let's hit that there? and then we'll get out of here. I got. I'll just hit one team in a teaser. I'm looking at too. I like I like South Carolina in that game. Interesting. You would I mean if you like South Carolina, they need that win. I like, like I, I think yeah. Rattler's going to be okay. And I just you know UNC over the years, I, I, their quarterback's good. He's a talent. I think I think Jason, you might have said earlier in the show that could be a shootout. 
That's what I say. Sixty four seems way too low for that game. I, like I those defenses are both really sketchy. Bad. I mean, Carolina's got some talent. South Carolina not as much talent, but they play a little better. The secondary is pretty good for South Carolina, but I just think both quarterbacks are maybe NFL guys. I know one of them is. Uh, I, I think that that's, that could be an eighty total easy. And the only the only other one right now, I want like I said, I want to do at least one teaser to two. One team I'm eyeing up is Virginia Tech, and I don't think they're going to be very good. But they lost to Old Dominion last year. I think the line is Ooh. 15 and a half. I would take it down six points. And I think they I think they throw it on Old Dominion on Saturday. I think they win that game and they win pretty easily. I don't think they're going to be a good team, but I think they put it on Old Dominion. So I want to match them with somebody. That's that's a lean for a teaser. But again, you know, follow me on Twitter. I'll put it out on our notebook wager and I'll put it out on Smitty Bucks. I'll I'll you know, I only have right now one teaser tomorrow and one official play, and then I have the TCU game. That's all I have for this week so far. Everything else was leans, and I know the guys will do the same. I know Q will do the same. Any final thoughts for week one, fellas, before we get out of here and we let Jess take over here in the studio? I just can't wait. Starting at noon, we'll be over God knows when on Saturday. It's actually better with the holiday because you get Friday, Saturday, you know, a couple games on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, you get Sunday. Game Monday. Yeah. So, big, big weekend. Uh, it's like uh, you're it's going to a hotel and put the uh, do not disturb sign on the door for the next <laughs> four days, Friday through Monday. Fake an injury so you can lay on the couch and you don't have to do anything. You can trick your wife. That's how we do it. So go for a little rain. It'll be nice. Yeah, exactly. Can't do anything outside, honey. I, I hurt myself. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Stay. Jess is coming in studio. Stay. Jump on her uh, live feed and check out her always fantastic, entertaining show. Boys, Jason, you're going to take us out. What do we always say? Bang your boogies. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.